Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 or so minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word every single day of the week. And that's important for our faith, and that's also important for our mindset, to have a more spiritual mindset, to be able to deal with life every day. And it's also important in keeping us focused on a relationship with, with God and, and on our walk with God. Help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around for the good and even get to heaven just by sharing these short studies with them and getting them into God's word and getting them thinking. What a great blessing for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We've been talking about a line of thought and study that probably upsets some people. I don't know that it necessarily would upset people who would listen to these today's Bible class Bible studies because they're listening for a reason. They want to be focused in their spiritual lives. But I, I, I pray always, and, and I pray that God will bless these podcast Bible studies with his very mightiest blessings. And part of that effect could be through your sharing these studies with people you know in your life, even family members. Now, there are people, a whole lot of people, and in our country right now, I'm afraid the percentage of the population that is just practicing outright laziness and does not want to work is growing tremendously. And that is unfortunate because the more and more non-productive that a population of a nation becomes, the weaker and weaker that nation will become and the more vulnerable to outside forces that would want to take, attack it and take it over. We need to stop and think what we're doing. We're moving down a self-destructive path in our nation, in our culture, from a number, in, in a number of different directions, and one of them is laziness. We have a whole lot of people who just do not want to work, but they want to be taken care of. And unfortunately, I'm afraid our federal, state, and local governments, mostly with a mindset of benevolence I just and compassion. We just want to help people who are down and out, but instead they're helping people who just don't want to work, and they're enabling them to live a lazy lifestyle. And that's not only to the destruction of our nation, ultimately, and our culture, but it's the self-destruction of those lazy people. We need to wake up. Sometimes the best way to really help a person is to say, I'm not going to support you in your laziness any longer. You're going to have to get a job. Well, we've looked at a whole lot of scripture texts. And as I said, the Bible is full of teaching against laziness, but not just warnings and teaching, condemnation as well of the person who is just plain lazy. Now, for somebody who is just plain lazy, they probably would feel pretty uncomfortable listening to this particular line of thought and study. 
For a whole lot of other people, we need to wake up and open our eyes and realize this is a real problem in our country right now, within our culture, our cultural mindset, and we need to not support people just being lazy. You go through any city, any almost any town in the United States right now, and you see people all over standing at street corners or intersections or exits from interstate highways, and they've got signs up. They want a handout. Now, some of them, they are down and out. They are physically handicapped. But it sure looks to me like a whole lot of them could work if they would just go get a job. But why should they if people driving by keep just handing them all kinds of money? And from things I hear and things I suspect, a whole lot of them make a whole lot more money getting handouts than they would if they got a job. So we're enabling people in that kind of situation to simply be lazy. Well, and to not work for a living, to live off the public dole in one way or another, to have other people take care of them when they should be working for their own living. Well, we've read a lot about laziness. Let's look a little bit more. A person ought to view the ruin of laziness and thereby learn the valuable lesson of of that self-destructive lifestyle. Again, we've talked about that, Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34. I went by the field of a lazy man and by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding, meaning because he was lazy. And there it was, that land, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. In other words, I was learning a lesson from it. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come upon you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. In other words, that person looking at the lazy man's field or the lazy man's vineyard, he said, (laughs) Uh, I don't want to be like that. That is a lifestyle of self-ruin. Continued neglect will lead to the ruin of whatever is neglected. In the Lord's parable of the talents, again, we pointed out that the lazy servant, now the man who did nothing, and we we can understand him that potentially that's why he did nothing. He was lazy, too lazy to, to become productive for his master when his master left a certain sum of money in his care. Now, the other two servants, they, they went to work and they, you know, they earned more money for their master while he was gone. That was what he expected of all three of them. But the one, the one servant, he went and hid his talent in the ground. And so when the master returned, he pronounced him wicked and he condemned him to outer darkness. Matthew 25, verse 18 and verses 24 through 30. Well, let's look at some other descriptive terms in the Bible that vividly portray laziness. Laziness is described as being slothful. Slothful. How many times have you used that word lately? (laughs) Have you ever gone to a zoo and looked at a sloth, maybe hanging from a limb of a tree? 
You stand there and you watch that sloth. It may not move at all. Or it, if it starts moving, you may say, boy, that thing's in slow motion, super slow motion, because it just moves very, very slowly in whatever direction it's trying to go. And it's not because it couldn't move faster. It's, it, it's a sloth. That's the way it moves. Well, sloth, slothfulness. You know, a sloth, the slowness of movement. <laughs> I think by way of illustration, a lot of times of a teenage boy <laughs> in their bedroom when mama has come by and looked in the door of the bedroom and said, what in the world happened in there? You clean this place up right now. Well, first, the teenage boy doesn't like to hear that instruction, that command from his mom. But if she insists and maybe she is talking in a tone of voice that he realizes, eh, yeah, I can't ignore this. But then he starts moving real slow to get it done. <laughs> well, hopefully he'll grow out of that kind of behavior as he gets a little bit older and more more productive and more responsible. A sloth is an animal that moves so slowly that his very appearance provides a graphic visual aid of the concept of laziness. The wise man wrote in Proverbs 18 and verse 9, he who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Again, Proverbs 18 and verse 9. You might think, what? Yeah, because slothfulness, laziness, ultimately leads to self-destruction. Sluggard is another one. Probably haven't used that particular term in a while. A sluggard. Sluggard is a similar term to slothfulness or to a sloth. The wise man paints a stark contrast between a lazy, unproductive sluggard moving in slow motion to a busy, industrious ant. Have you ever watched an ant or an ant mound? They're busy little creatures, aren't they? Now, look at what we read in Proverbs chapter 6, beginning with verse 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Have you expected to find these kinds of instructions and rebukes and condemnation about laziness in God's word? It's, they're all over the place in the Bible. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which, having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When, you will when will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep? So shall your poverty come upon you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Proverbs 6, verses 6 through 11. A slothful person, a sluggard, a lazy person. All terms apply to the same individual. Laziness will ultimately bring self-destruction and perhaps eternal condemnation. Let's wake up, open our eyes, and let's change our lifestyle if we're a lazy person. And if we're not, if we're a hard worker, but we're supporting laziness, let's wake up 
and stop enabling a person to do that which is self-destructive. Let's pray. Father, help us to be diligent to do the work that you have blessed us to be able to do through our abilities and opportunities. And help, help us to not enable people to live a self-destructive lifestyle through laziness and help lazy people to see the error of their way and repent. Please, Father, we pray. Please hear our prayer, and please, Father, we pray at this time, please, Father, forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.